Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. This is the Oh My God Launcher podcast, and on today's episode, I'm talking to Mandy Morris, who is an entrepreneur, philanthropist, and a manifestation expert. Now, what I love about the conversation that I had with Mandy is that she had a little different perspective on manifestation. So she kind of brings in a little bit about scientific side of it, as well as the spiritual side of it. So it makes it a little bit more tangible, I guess. And it has a lot to do with uh, your unconscious mind. Who knew? So I would encourage you to listen to this because this is going to help you in business, your life, and, you know, in general. This is just such a great episode. So stay tuned. Okay, so one quick note before we get into today's episode. Now, we all know creating content takes time, but it will be more effective if you already have mapped out your entire launch so that you know exactly what needs to be done, by when, and by who. Now, if you want to have a stress-free launch, all you have to do is sign up for my free Map Out Your Launch mini course so that you'll have a solid launch plan for your next launch. Now, you'll find the link in the show notes, or you can go to www.kenwestgar.com forward slash launch plan. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Westgar, and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. All right. Welcome to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. I'm your host, Ken Westgar, and today I have Mandy Morris with me. And Mandy, she is all about manifestation, so we're going to talk about that a little bit today and how we can apply it to business, life, whatever and Mandy sure has, you know, used that in her life. So I'd love to hear about how she's done that. But welcome to you, Mandy. How are you? I'm so good. Thanks for having me. I'm really glad to have you on. Uh, so before we start talking about the whole manifestation in your journey, um, I'd love for you to just quickly introduce yourself, you know, who you are, who you help, and how you help people. Yeah. So I'm Mandy Morris. And again, thanks for having me. Um, I started my journey I mean, technically about 15 years ago, but started getting it right, launching a business properly, um, creating a multiple seven-figure company, and continuing to launch more and more products. Of course, my book that's coming out, all that jazz, um, that was about seven-ish years ago, and it's just been a consistent skyrocket since then. And I teach primarily manifestation, trauma work. Um, you know, we're always working with all different walks of life, CEOs, nurses, moms, you name it. I have um, thousands of practitioners who now teach what I do as well all around the world. We've got over 800,000 mm. students. I guess I could go on and on, but I guess in a bubble, <laughs> we're teaching manifestation and healing and all of this magic um, digitally and then retreat centers and then writing books about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The book that you're coming out with, just give us a little quick intro on that because that's as we're recording, it's coming out in a week. So just give us a little quick recap of that. Yeah. So it's called The Eight Secrets to Powerful Manifesting. It's a mouthful, I know, but we call it The Eight (laughs) Secrets for short. And it is rooted in science and psychology, which are my backgrounds technically. And then that spiritual woo-woo, the what the heck is manifestation piece as well. And it's how to actually do it, how to make Mm -hmm. the quote unquote miracles happen. And so that book is a compilation of 
all of my my studies and research, but in an only digestible way. I don't give you like, here we did this thing with this study and brine shrimp or anything like that. It's just what actually is applicable to life. And it is an incredible labor of love. And I hope that it, it deeply impacts humanity. That's my goal, at least. I'm sure it will. I'm sure. Um, so you said you have some scientific background and you use that manifestation as well. So I haven't heard that before. And most people think about manifestation, like you just said, but how is your approach scientific? So when I was, I found myself, well, to to go totally backwards, the short version, on my father's side, um, we've got quite a, a genius lineage, if you will, ton of addiction as well. So all of those fast, <laughs> incredible thoughts, they would also numb out with substances, unfortunately. But I do come from a little bit of that, at least on the the side of, I want things to be provable. I want things to make sense, right? Mm. Uh, and so I found myself in my early 20s uh, working alongside with or just simply in rooms with NASA scientists and government officials and these highly intelligent scientists and doctors that were doing incredible things for humanity behind the scenes. And I was like, why am I in the room with all of these people? You know, of course, I have self-doubt. <laughs> and I studied quantum physics, metaphysics, just physics in general. I have a couple degrees, mm -hmm. um, some of them in psychology. And all of that information, I was just kind of compiling over the years, which eventually birthed my understanding of, you know, what I call manifestation. And so when I saw how we as energetic beings on a scientific level interact with our environment, it really is a science how mm -hmm. the things that we send outwardly really do come back to us. But there's an unconscious coming from a psychological and a neuroscientific perspective. There's a huge unconscious conversation that we're having with our environment. And that's why our lives look as we do. So a huge piece of my work is just bringing all that unconscious stuff to the surface to be like, oh, this is why my life looks the way it does. This is how I change it. This is how I master, you know, the next thing that I want. But we have to understand those unconscious or, you know, quiet conversations first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that unconscious mind is, uh, yeah, it's a strange thing. You know, we don't really think about it, but it's always there. And yeah, we attract kind of what we put out there. So yeah, yeah it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So quickly, what is manifestation for those who don't really know what that is? Is in a sense. Yeah. The way that I say it, and of course, you know, I watched The Secret and it blew me away and I was like, miracles can happen. And then I couldn't create <laughs> any miracles. So that's kind of, you know, what set me on the track in that sense. But manifestation is, in the way that I see it, is how our energy or our mental state interacts with our environment and how we continue to create our reality. So I believe all of us manifest. We're all creating our reality, even if we're not aware that we're doing it or we don't know why or how we're doing it. And so instead, a huge piece of learning how to further create our reality is understanding that we might be countering what we want in those more subconscious pieces like you were just saying. Okay. So explain that. How are we countering what we want to achieve? So I imagine it if we looked at a visual, right? A fork in the road. So let's say that I'm someone who believes in manifestation in the way that most of the world gets it right now. And I'm like, I'm doing my mantras. I'm doing an affirmation. I will be a millionaire. I will do my purpose work. I will launch this business and be successful, right? Let's say I do that for an hour a day, which would be amazing, right? That's a, you know, so that energy goes off into one fork. But let's say that unconsciously you're sitting in my subconscious. I'm sitting there going, yeah, but money is kind of evil. Or I watched my parents build a business and then it crashed and burned. Or I'm not worthy of abundance or happiness or helping people. So all of that energy goes off in an opposite direction. That's where the countering happens. So you can imagine mm -hmm. 
one hour a day, let's just go with that. One hour a day, we say what we want. But 23 hours of the day, we are sending <laughs> exactly. out completely oppositional energy saying, hell no, it ain't going to happen. And this is why. So I kind of imagine it. That counter manifestation is everything the subconscious is telling us we're not aware of. But that energy, mm-hmm. that mental state, those beliefs that, you know, that persona that comes out of us and how we act and interact with people around us and are willing to ask for opportunities or go towards what we want in life, that's going in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, for those who are not really familiar with manifestation, they think of us as, you know, oh, I'm just going to wish for this and then it's going to magically happen. But obviously, like you just said, you know, you're spending maybe let's say you're spending that one hour, like say you got 23 hours that really is not working for you, you know. So obviously, yeah. it does require a lot of work and it probably starts with a lot of that unconscious work that you need to kind of get to the surface and you know, some sense of awareness of it, of about it. Totally. Mine was self-mastery. Once I was not running from myself anymore, then all of a sudden I was like, oh, this isn't so scary anymore. And I understand why my life looks like it does because I'm not running from my fears anymore or I'm not trying mm-hmm. to put on a mask and be what everybody wants me to be. I'm just going to show up and, you know, allow life to actually flow for me, which means maybe going back into and healing a few pieces of me rewriting some rules that I have, but I say manifestation is all about self-mastery. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about your journey from, you know, going from working uh, a nine to five and being all working a lot of hours uh, to yeah. where you are today and how that, you know, how you apply the manifestation to all of that. So funny enough, Ken, I used to work in a junkyard. So I junkyard, came from really, Yes. I I was a mechanic practically. I was just pulling parts and and I worked in a junkyard, you know, grease up to my elbows. And um and I, I didn't mind it. It wasn't one of my worst jobs by any means. But I had, you know, what I came from, um, it was do or die. You know, I gotta I gotta make my own money. I had tons of abundance issues and I didn't have an entrepreneurial spirit. I wasn't born with that. At least I certainly don't think I was, or it, it got programmed out of me over the years. And so when I realized I have to create a business and I need to serve the world and I need to create products. I was like, whoa, okay, this is, this is big stuff. And at that point I was in a nine to five and I was in my PhD program and I was like, I'm so miserable. I don't want to do this rat race. Like I don't want to work for someone else. I don't want, like, I just, I'm done and and I'm ready to surrender and try to figure out something else, try to make my life a little bit better. I was in really uh, an abusive relationship. Everything in my life was just crumbling. And so I had this incredible moment of clarity and I quit my job. I obviously left that relationship and I was like, I'm going full in on what I called my purpose work, but creating my business, which is now called Authentic Living. And I started from nothing. I didn't have any seed money. I, I think I had like, which is still a great amount of money, I suppose. I had like seven grand in my 401k. I cashed it out to try to like survive mm-hmm. for the next six months just to see what would happen. I still had a backup plan of I'm joining the Peace Corps if this doesn't work out. And I started looking at all of this knowledge that I had and applying it to myself. You know, all of these things, all this information started coming to me. And as I would work on myself, I would get more information that I wanted to build into my business. And I started creating self-development programs, basically. And, you know, one program and then I launched it. Nobody buys. I'm like, crap, I suck. And then like... 24 hours before it closes, you know how that goes, right? You're like, it's closing and all the scarcity purchases, they're like, oh, I want to buy. I got one purchase and I was like, someone wants to buy from me. 
And it was that moment of, I've got something to give. I've got, you know, now, of course, I need to make sure they get results. But someone Mm. wanted to buy my services. Like, I must have done something right. And that excitement led me down an incredible journey, tons of ups and downs. But that was where it all started. And then I started launching more programs. I eventually launched my first event. It filled up. Um, and then I made some poor decisions and then the, you know, the, the business went up and down all, you know, all of the typical things that happen, but I just got so excited about launch after launch and they got bigger and better. And I got, you know, better at what I was doing and more confident. And it was, it was a magical ride again, tons of ups and ups and downs, but I can say sitting here now, seven years later with, you know, everything that authentic living has become and continues to grow into hundred percent worth it, but it took so mm-hmm. much personal growth to get there. Yeah. It's different when you're sitting at the other end and looking back, obviously things you, you can start to be grateful for all the hard work, all the ups and downs and all the learnings, obviously, but in that moment, it can be really hard. And I love how you took that, you know, cause a lot of people see you just getting one sale when you're doing a launch. It's like this totally, this failed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one person <laughs> went to buy, come on. But you took it differently and you saw it like, yes, there's one, at least one person who wanted to buy it. There has to be more. And you just kind of went with that. I love how you shifted that because, yeah, it's easy to look at it in a negative way. So I love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I've launched I've launched a couple programs where no one bought. And I was like, thank God. I, sometimes I started not building programs in fullness until people mm-hmm. purchased. And then I would fill, like fill in the framework because I was like, it's okay to, you know, jump and build my parachute on the way down. But I want to make sure that I feel good about what I'm putting out into the world. And it's okay. It's not failure. It's feedback. Okay. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do those types of programs. What, you know, what am I, I see everything's always working out for me. Everything's just feedback now, right? Not the sky is falling and I'm failing, but instead it's feedback. And so I would just be like, all right, my niche is getting, you know, more condensed. And that's where manifestation actually was birthed. I was Mandy Morris Mm -hmm. helping men start over. When I started, I didn't have manifestation. It just turned so beautifully into that because I realized that that's, that was what I was good at. But I saw that over time when I learned, you know, who my avatars were and, and who my clients were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, I said this with everybody who, you know, when talk about messaging and you're doing your launch and all that stuff, because messaging is like the foundational stuff of when you launch it, because it impacts, um, you know, your business, the way you talk in your emails, videos, whatever it is. And this is the same way that you kind of work through everything too. You had to continuously work on it and improve on it. It wasn't perfect, you know, at first, but as you go by, you know, things change and things yeah. get better all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And That's then you great. find more ways to, to fund it. Right. So again, I started with nothing. So I was selfie styling all of my videos and I was like, it, I'm calling it authentic, authentic mm-hmm. living. Right. And so I can, mm-hmm. cause I can't afford a, a camera crew or a nice camera at this point. And I just did that. And still to this day, I prefer it, even though we've got studios, we've got camera crews and all that. Sometimes I'm like, nah, I just want to get on my phone. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's how it all started. That just feels authentic to me, but you work with what you have and then, you know, more comes over time, but you just, you, you got to turn it into something regardless of where you're starting from. Absolutely. So we talked a, bit, a little bit about a few mistakes or misconceptions about manifestation. Do we have anything else that you want to make sure that people know about? You know, specific to business, at least, and I, I know that's most of your listeners or, mm-hmm. you know, folks who want to serve the world or are trying to launch something. I would say truthfully, like again, coming from, I did not believe in myself. I self-loathed. I had imposter syndrome. I saw all these super successful people. I didn't feel like I could relate to them. 
I just, I felt so different and that was my magic. So mm. regardless of where anyone is starting from truly, uh, or even if they're like, I'm five years in and I just, I need to grow and I'm running into this, this hurdle, there's probably a version of you that you haven't met yet that needs to come forth. And that will be the magic. Sometimes, especially when we're wanting to grow our business or become like a fuller version of us is what I call it. Because the more I personally grow, the more money I make. It's just how it works. I've kind of like laid that manifestation rule into place. And so as I lean into and be like, I'm growing into more of me, I'm expanding, I'm learning more about what I'm capable of or what I want to you know, explore about myself or what you know could be next for me. I always attached it to the business, but I knew that I hadn't met that part of me yet. And that meant that there was going to be uncertainty and discovery and exploration. And so that's a beautiful thing. So throw certainty out the window, right? That's just, that's not the entrepreneurial world. Uncertainty and risk-taking, it's fun and it can be exciting, right? Especially once you know yourself well enough that you're like, regardless of how this goes, I'm so rock solid, you know, for myself now, I'm like, my whole business could just up and fly away. And I'd be like, I'm just going to start another one. I'm going to be just as successful, Mm -hmm. if not more because I've got the skills for it, or I'm going to learn what part of me or what version of me I haven't met yet and how they, you know, perceive this thing that I'm trying to master. So I would say, yeah, there's, there's a version of you haven't met yet, but you can tap into it. I love that. Yeah. Just embracing the fear and the uncertainty of running a business. Yeah. Instead of being afraid of it. That's so great. Love it. (laughs) Um, so you talked a little bit about, you know, energy and um, alignment in, as well in manifestation. So how does that apply to manifestation? I know I know how energy alignment works, but I haven't really seen anybody talk about it in manifestation. So yeah, so that I imagine totally. So I, funny enough, I have a lamp behind me. So this is perfect timing for this particular analogy. Look at this lamp. <laughs> yeah, check out this lamp. It's a Freudian slip. And so uh, I imagine like being a lamp or a laser when it comes to manifestation or getting to whatever goal it is faster or without all the issues that come with it, right? You're like, I manifested the money, but now a bunch of bills are showing up or I got what I wanted, but it's not making me feel the way I wanted, right? All those counter manifestations. And so I imagine my energy. Instead of being like a lamp, which is what most people do, right? They're sent off in all these directions. They're kind of illuminated, but you can't see them from far away. I get all of my energy in unison, which energy meaning my thoughts, my beliefs, and my actions. Those all have to align to the same goal. And when I do that, I turn my energy into a laser and it can go very quickly, very far, and with a ton of potency. So I can always hit my mark. And so anytime where I'm like, I want to create this thing, but it's like, it's slow. Why isn't this launching right? This feels funky over here or my staff are causing me issues, whatever it is. I'm like, there's something I'm missing in my energy, which is my thoughts, you know, my beliefs and what I'm carrying forth into the world, my actions. And I've got to go back and say, one of those is not on board with the goal. So I've got to go backwards and say, what hidden belief is showing up? You know, what am I sabotaging here? Do I feel like I'm a, being a bad person because I'm talking to my staff sternly or whatever? Um, are my actions, am I really like getting up and, and doing the things that I need to do to ensure that I feel good and confident? And for myself, it's not even so much about let me market the heck out of myself and let me go, go, go business wise. It's let me make sure that whenever I am showing up, I'm potent. Let me make sure that my clients hear and feel my alignment and see that I live what I teach, 
right? So I might only go on a video typically right now. I'm like back to back to back to back on interviews, but normally I'm like, just, just enjoying life and, you know, chill. And this is so much fun though. I'm like, oh, I'm back in the running again, <laughs> but my energy has got to be in alignment. Right. And so mm-hmm. usually I'm just sitting back doing my self-care, taking care of me. And then when I'm ready to, you know, take action, instead of doing it from shame or I got to do it, I got to make the money, I got to be successful. Ugh, that feels so heavy. I want to I want to feel excited and good about it. Passion is what gets you through the problems. So if you don't love what you're doing, you're going to crash and burn anyways. But that energy and having the alignment with whatever it is that you're teaching or whatever it is that you really want to experience in life, like that doesn't go away for success. That doesn't go away for your business. There needs to be more of that so you can pour that into your work. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned self-care. Um, and I don't know, a lot of people don't really talk about this uh, in terms of you know, running a business or anything at all that, you know, what do you put into that word self-care in terms of, you know, building up that energy and getting into the alignment and all that stuff? Yeah. So it's funny. Self-love is actually a whole chapter in my book, but self-care falls underneath it because sometimes humans have, right? (laughs) Segway. (laughs) But sometimes humans have like rules around, well, once I do this, then I'm worthy of going and getting a massage or going on a vacation or taking a moment for myself or, you know, popping in the bath in the middle of the day. And I'm like, I do all that in the beginning of the day as often as I can, because I know that if I have a full cup, I'm coming to any problem I have with clarity and with strength, you know, ability. And again, in my line of work, I want to make sure I'm teaching people, you need to serve from a full cup. But again, from a business standpoint, when you're stressed, you you go into parts of your brain that don't have the best answers. So even if you're going to run into an issue that needs to be dealt with, you need to come to it with a full cup. And self-care is that like truly that loving dose of clarity is what I call it so that I know that I'm taken care of and then I can take care of anything else from there because I'm not already burnt out. And that's something I see so much with my entrepreneurs that I work with and CEOs and all that. They get so burnt out because they have it backwards. They think they have to do so many things to be worthy of that self-care piece or Mm. they come last. And that is not the way to abundance. It is the way to the 24-7 grind and the the hard parts of entrepreneurship that we don't have to experience. Absolutely. It's like they're punishing themselves if they're not getting to that goal because then they cannot, you know, get into that self-care, whatever they want to do. And it's like the chicken or the egg, which one comes first? So when I stopped (laughs) judging myself for how successful or unsuccessful I felt in each moment, I'd be like, I am right where I need to be. Everything is feedback and I'm going to keep getting better. I'm only in competition with myself. And when I would truly embrace that, then a bunch of abundance would come and all the business stuff would sort itself anyways. So it was like, I just had to take care of my energy and my understanding around it. And then I dealt with it differently, which literally created a different result. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's so easy to beat yourself up for, you know, not being where you want to be, or you're looking at somebody else who's doing a lot better than you, but you kind of forget that you've done a lot of work, you come a far way, and there's a lot of people behind you who still is struggling, and you're way past them already. But you need to focus on yourself and how far you come instead of trying to look at what everybody else is doing. 100%. So, yeah. I, tell, I tell myself and my 11-year-old that all the time. I'm like, you are only in competition with yourself. I remember sitting mm-hmm. down with um, a very, um, very successful businessman. I'll leave his name out. And he's like, so who's your competition? 
And I sat there and I was like, you're going to hate me. I was like, I don't think I have any. He's like, you're stupid. He's making fun of me. He's like, you're stupid. You have competition. I said, there's enough room for us all. And I don't know. I keep my head down because if I looked around at everybody else, then I, I would start creating and counter manifesting. So I keep my head down and I run forth and I'm rocking it. I'm doing amazing and I feel good about it. And I don't care what anyone else is doing. If they're helping the world, freaking kudos to them. I can't wait till we partner, but I don't want to know what they're doing. Otherwise, it's not my business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, you can get inspired by other people by all means, but yeah. don't compare yourself to them. Exactly. I want to talk a little bit more about uh, counter manifestation because I think that sounds a little bit interesting. You come up with a few examples as well. I don't know if you there's any exercises uh, that you do to kind of deal with these limiting beliefs or whatever is coming in your way to, you know, get away from all these counter manifestations. Totally. Totally. So something I didn't talk about with my story is I used to work on psychosomatic illnesses clinically. And so psychosomatic being literally things that our mind manifests physical ailments in our body. And let me tell you, mm-hmm. you can manifest anything, you know, a health ailment in your body. I worked on heart problems. I worked on allergies, Tourette's, you name it. And so this really kind of birthed my understanding of how much our thoughts impact and, you know, move matter, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so counter manifestation, if you're wanting to like Surface level, understand one, what the heck are you doing? Like, what's the actual conversation you're having with yourself so that you can start bringing it to awareness and be like, oh, this is why I'm not rocking in life, or this is why everything looks the way that it does. First thing I always say, though, is no judgment. This is feedback. We are scientists Mm -hmm. right now. We're just looking at it from like, it's on the whiteboard and we're just solving a problem. It's not about, oh my gosh, I'm so sabotaging myself. That's not right. That just lowers us even further. It's just, let me figure out what is actually going on. And I'm curious. I'm not emotional, but I'm really curious about why things are happening this way. And so I call it triggers, personas, pattern interrupts, TPP. So I always tell people, I'm like, set an alarm on your phone every hour if you can. It'll probably drive you insane when you realize what's really going on in your mind, right? (laughs) Or morning, (laughs) noon, night, whatever feels good, you know, whatever feels nice. Um, But you want to check in and be like, how do I feel right now? Like genuinely, emotions are huge precursors to how we manifest. We usually get ran by them, but people who are able to create what they want master their emotions, right? We see that, that nothing phases them or when it does, they process it. So the trigger piece is how we process the things that are causing us to fall off, right? They they trigger us literally. And so you're doing these check-ins, you're just paying attention to what makes me feel off. What produces an emotion I don't like? Why do I feel the way that I feel when I check in? If someone does a trigger check-in, one of these you know, energetic mental check-ins, and they go, I am triggered in a, in a not positive way. I feel you know, low, dense. I'm beating myself up. I'm feeling anger. You know, anything that vibrationally from a scientific level is of lower you know, density, lower energy, which manifests more of what we don't want, then I'm going to do something about it. And that's where we first have to understand what we're telling ourselves, right? So you might be like, I was doing fine an hour ago, but then my boss came in and yelled at me, or then I saw that my launch didn't do well, or then I saw someone else is doing better than me, whatever it is, because everyone gets triggered for different reasons. You could be like, Mm -hmm. that was my trigger. Okay, but why? What did I tell myself? Is it I'm not enough? I'm going to fail? I'll never be good enough? Like, what do you tell yourself? And then You compartmentalize that into a persona. You say, that's just a part of me. It's an unhealed part of me. And no one, I've never met anyone in business that can run from their old 
S-H-I-T. I don't know if I can cuss here. I usually cuss a lot, so I'm trying to be careful. <laughs> but you know, they, you can't run away from it, right? It, eventually, it catches up to you, whether it's an unhappiness. You might have the business success, but you're sitting there going, I don't have the, you know, the hot wife. I don't have the soulmate. I don't have the children because all that other stuff wasn't dealt with. And for myself as a business owner, I don't, money is awesome. It's a byproduct of everything. But my abundance is in all areas. I am happy. I'm fulfilled. I love myself. I'm an amazing husband. I have happy, healthy children. I've got great relationships and for everything is amazing. And as entrepreneurs, it's rare that we have all of those like boxes ticked. That's why a lot of people will come to me because they're like, why do you have it all? And so the reason is because I know that when I get triggered and then I tell myself something and it jumps into this persona, this part of me that's unhealed, I know that I can't shove it under the rug like I used to. I have to deal with it. With love, it's not as hard as it sounds, but I go, okay, what's the need? I want to feel worthy. Okay, then let me meet that need in a healthier way. And that leads us to the pattern interrupt. Okay, I understand. I'm feeling this way. What can I do? And this, is, this changes the neurological pathways in our brain. What can I do to interrupt what I'm telling myself right now? And for myself, it'll be something like I'll turn every, if, it, if people are involved, I'll turn everybody into a cartoon. And I'm like, everyone's talking like Goofy or Daffy Duck or Mickey Mouse. Like this is, I can't take this seriously. And so it doesn't, I don't pour all of my emotions and meaning into it because I'm taking five steps back and I'm like, I'm curious. Why would this bother me? It doesn't bother everybody. So it's something about me, right? Or um, I'll do 10 jump squats or something like that. But basically anything, I would say do the opposite of what you'd normally do, but anything that would shift your energy. So you go from trigger to understanding your need as a persona to interrupting that so that eventually what happens in the brain is just about every 90 days, the brain will scan itself and it will check new neurological pathways that are being built. So if I have the, I'm never going to you know, be successful in life, but let's say that, I don't know, I listen to this podcast and I'm like, maybe it's possible. Then all of a sudden I might build a really weak neurological pathway, just a, a little bit of electricity shooting off in another direction of maybe I can be successful. And my need was, you know, to, to feel good enough. But now I'm, I'm doing that and I'm, I'm filling up that cup in different ways. And I'm starting to feel that the brain will actually scan it and it will strengthen the new belief, the new neurological pathway. And it will start pruning, literally, it'll cut the old one. And that's how you create a totally what I was saying. There might be a version of you you don't know yet. That's how you shift into a new identity is, I mean, you're literally rewiring your brain, which rewires your thoughts, which rewires your behaviors. And voila. You're everything that you ever wanted to be. Awesome. And I know a lot of people, if there's something that's triggering people, you know, it's easy to maybe deal with it right then and there. And then you come back home and then suddenly that slips into your mind again. And it's like, you need to work all over again at that. Yeah, because sometimes right? <laughs> it can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So the biggest piece is we don't want to dive down the, I call it the roller coaster. We don't want to go down so mm -hmm. far that we're like lost. We're so into that part of us, you know, the persona as they call it, we're so lost and triggered in it that we can't get out. But sometimes you're like, okay, I realized I was triggered. I did 10 jump squats, but that really didn't, you know, do enough, but it's enough for now. Then when you go mm -hmm. home and that trigger comes up again, to me, I see that as beautiful feedback that the subconscious wants to heal it. It wants to release it. So then okay. I'm usually popping out my journal and I'm like, what is going on? Like, what is this trying to tell me? And then I'm just dissecting it even further. Maybe it needs mm -hmm. a little bit more healing work, a little bit more understanding or a stronger pattern interrupt, a stronger new behavior. 
But when you're in a clearer space and you're not in that super triggered spot, then you can see it a little bit more objectively. So I'm all about it. If I'm like, okay, this trigger has showed up multiple times. I'm taking this one home. I'm throwing it up literally on a whiteboard. This is where I say it now, like proverbially, but I would literally throw it up on a whiteboard and I'd be like, Mandy's angry about this or Mandy's sad about this or Mandy doesn't believe in herself, whatever. And then I would write off all the reasons that could be. And then I'd be like, ooh, ooh, this is the one. Okay. And then I would just dissect it further and be like, is that true? Does it have to be true moving forward? What is my new truth going to be? And what actions and beliefs are attached to that? And I will begin living that right now. Yeah. And I would assume that, you know, just writing it down makes it a little bit more powerful. And, you know, you kind of, it kind of slams in your face, you know, it's right there and you just kind of have to deal with it instead of trying to deal with it inside of your head, because that's completely different. Yeah. Well, the mind is so chaotic too. I call it like our monkey brain. (laughs) It's going to run around in circles, but if you can like put it out in front of you, one, you're literally creating, you know, you probably don't even realize it, but unconsciously you're creating some distance from it so that you're not so emotional. You don't feel like it's like a part of you, but you're like, Oh, I'm interested in what this feedback is in front of me instead. And then writing things out, it just, it naturally slows down all of the thoughts so that you can process them a little better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it it seems to me that you kind of approaching this with, um, you know, some kind of, I guess some kind of love and caring for, yourself that you know you don't want to beat yourself up over everything it's more about you know dealing with it and it's okay and accepting it and just kind of move forward 100 percent. you know this was something i actually learned clinically when i was doing all that psychosomatic work i had this psychiatric nurse she's like can i shadow you i'm like heck yeah the more the merrier right so she's in the room with me and she's like what is this this energy that's coming off of you i can feel it and i was like Mm. it's love I care so much about the person in front of me. I see them whole. I see them healed. I can intuitively get them there, but I I care so much about this beautiful soul. And I realized as woo-woo-y as it sounds, the one thing missing in the therapeutic world, the one thing missing in the entrepreneurial world, the one thing missing in all of our worlds is love. Not the, you know, unhealthy, dysfunctional forms we've been taught and not like the butterfly, feely, goodies, whatever, (laughs) but like just this, this acceptance and understanding and, mm-hmm. and like holding space of, and that has done wonders for me because I had such negative self-talk and I, most of us do. Right. And when I would sit there and be like, hold up a second. No, like I, I know that I love myself. I know that I'm worthy of this somewhere inside of me. Let me just step into and be that person that does again, identity shift that does love themselves and that does accept and understand things as feedback instead of, you know, the self-debilitation that society has taught me. I didn't come to mm-hmm. this planet with this self-judgment and a lack of self-love. It was taught to me. So if I picked it up, I can set it back down. Mm, yeah. And I love that. Uh, it might be that I'm just around more people that, you know, deal with this and that kind of way to accept ourselves and, you know, all that. But I feel like we're coming into a world where this is, you know, we see more of it, basically. It's not just me. Uh, I, I really, truly believe that more people coming out here being those heart-centered entrepreneurs and just caring about themselves and the people that they help. And yeah, it's a wonderful world that we're coming into, I feel like. You're right. And it feels good to be around someone that you can tell likes themselves or is comfortable mm-hmm. with who they are. You know, like that just, it like grants me permission to be more of me because I'm like, well, they can do it. I can do it. And it feels authentic. So no one's wearing a mask in the room. 
you know, not COVID mask, just, you know, the, the <laughs> identity mask. There's <laughs> yeah. two ways now, uh, but no one is pretending to be something that they're not, man, that, that feels so good. You know, it just, mm-hmm. we realize that all of us can do it and all of us can create it. Absolutely. Um, is there anything that you feel that we left that, that you do want to mention? It's a good question. Nothing comes to mind specifically. You know, I just, I think that the biggest thing is specific to manifestation. It is so, I can't tell you enough. And I work with, I can't say their names, um, but I I help a lot of people, some really, really cool people on this planet and, you know, business coaches and extremely successful people. And although they may not talk about it publicly, they all follow the laws of manifestation in their own beautiful way. And so Mm -hmm. even though it might seem like manifestation has nothing to do with with business or success, it's so, so totally does. And it is yeah. like, you can play the human game of becoming successful and that is slow and treacherous and painful, or you can play the energy game or the manifestation game and things happen fast. I mean, I was broke, no joke, what, a little over seven years ago and a completely different reality and broke in my spirit and everything, not just financially. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to change all of that, I played an energy game. I didn't play the human game or I wouldn't, I'd be 30 years from now, I'd be where I am today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally, I love that. And it's, yeah, it's totally the opposite of everything. Yeah. So perfect. Um, obviously, we will link up everything in the show notes for you, uh, the book where people can buy that at the time of this recording in a week. Yes. Yeah. Secrets of Powerful Manifestation. Manifestation. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, um, how can people, you know, reach out to you, get in touch with you, follow you on the um, interwebs? Yeah, I think social media would be the easiest place. Um, I don't do any private sessions at this point, uh, except for very rarely. And then it goes to charity or I do it for, you know, some friends and so forth. But social media, Mandy Morris, they can find me on Facebook and then at Manifest with Mandy on TikTok and Instagram. And then the book can be found on the8secrets.com. And there's tons of bonuses included. So it's not just the book. You get a whole community and ton of programs that come with it. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing your story, your perspective, uh, the book that you got coming out. Um, so, yeah, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much, Ken. I appreciate it. No problem. And thank you for everybody who's been listening in this week. Uh, take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.